0: You're now tuned in to the Own Your Power radio show with holistic
1: business coach and author, Simone Kelly Brown.
0: Will help you transform your passion into the lifestyle you deserve. Identify your purpose and uncover your greatness. Live your life with vision and prosperity. Receive guidance from our experts who will help you improve your life personally and professionally. Tune into the shows that cover personal growth, health and wellness, and business development to emerge into a new you now. Anything you want, it's attainable. It's time to own your power.
2: What's up, power players? You're in
3: the right place if you're ready to own your power. I'm Coach Simone Simone Kelly, holistic business coach and life coach with Own Your Power Communications. Our radio shows and coaching programs are designed to help you live the life that you deserve. Make some noise, studio! As always, I'm sitting next to my handsome, lovely... (laughs) Do we call a man lovely? Negative. Okay. (laughs) Okay. My handsome Puerto Rican brother from the Bronx, Herman Dubois. What's good, y'all? Ooh, ooh! Talk so we, to we me. We have talk like to you me. had an echo today. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we're actually in your world today,
4: huh? Again, so to speak.
3: Nonprofits—that's your your favorite topic. I see you get very passionate
4: about nonprofits. When you got 25 years in the game, it's something you kind of put. 25 you know. years? Wow. You mm-hmm.
3: Look, 25. So <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. came out the womb serving. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: So, um, actually, last week's show, we, we got a lot of information. We talked a, a little bit about um, what are the top major mistakes that occur with nonprofits. And um, I, I think I got some great feedback from some some nonprofits. They were saying, wow, there's a lot of things that they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And um, we had some really good experts on the show last, last time. We had, um, actually, Zay Live was, was, on, was on the show. We had Donna Comrie, who's back again. And we had Miriam Lewis, who was uh, an attorney. So, this time around, we're going to um, go a little deeper, and we have some actual nonprofit uh, uh, CEOs in the house that are going to, uh, what do we call them? Founders? You call them CEOs? You can be
4: a CEO in non-profit. a nonprofit. You can okay. be a president a nonprofit. I don't know if they, they usually
3: say founder or Executive
4: know. director. And Sometimes they use uh synonymously, and sometimes depending on the size of your nonprofit, you may have different levels of that. Right. Okay.
3: So, you had a rough week, huh? You I can just proceed. It. It's, r- it's a rough quarter. Oh, a rough I don't quarter. like to see you looking cl- so stressed out. We're gonna to have to get you some services and barter.
4: <laughs> and it ain't gonna involve Jackson.
3: <laughs> it's all right. We'll, we'll we'll take care of you. All right. So that for those who are new to the to the network, we want to thank you for listening and welcome you to uh, the Own Your Power movement. And if you want to find out more about all the things that we do, all you got to do is go to our website OwnYourPowerLifestyle.com, dot com and check out all of our services we have on coaching. Uh, personal and business development. We have uh, Give and Take Network, which is really taking off. That's our membership for Barter that's been in existence since 2002. And we have loads of content on our website where you can learn about, uh, you know, empowering yourself. So just go to our blog and check us out. So
4: this show, how are we going to go deeper into the nonprofit world?
3: Uh, we got uh, the the walking encyclopedia, I like to call it, Donna Comrie. Mm-hmm. Like everybody looked at her like she. She has no idea I'm talking about it, but Donna Conry is a a nonprofit consultant, and she also is a grant writer and an educator, and she is going to uh, shed some light on some things for for a lot of our listeners, and also we're going to kind of do like a little bit of um, live coaching for two of the nonprofits that are in the house tonight, so uh, that's going to be very interesting, I think, to to give them some um, advice. We have uh, Keisha Comer, who is in the house, and and she's going to share. She has several um, businesses, so she'll talk about about them when we bring her on. And then we also have um, Carolyn Lourdes, and she's going to talk about um, Safe Outlet, which is her nonprofit for women. And um, yeah, so we're going to learn a lot about what they're doing, and we're going to get into... Really teaching non nonprofits how to beef up their collaborations, which is a big issue. I know you, you, you had a lot of concern about that because they don't network a lot enough or they don't know how to utilize their network. Well, I
4: think traditionally in in just in most business settings, nonprofit or for-profit, um, there's an art to collaboration. There's an art to partnerships. And most people, I think, go into um, business ventures not really necessarily knowing uh, how to collaborate and how to partner. And so I think that it's relevant if we're going to actually give folks some tips and some strategies on how to do that effectively, because there are examples of, of great collaborations and great uh, partnerships, and then there are examples of some terrible ones. So. Right,
3: right, right, right. So I, I think we're going to talk a lot about making it a win-win situation for yourself. And, you know, that's the thing. Even though it's nonprofit, it's still a business, and you have to operate as such. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll get into a lot of that.
4: So, as usual, we're going to take a break momentarily. We'll be right back with the Own Your Power Lifestyle shows after these messages and some music. Peace. Hey, it's Sebastian Rusk, author of Social Media Sucks. If you don't know what you're doing and you're listening to Own Your Power Radio.
5: Hey, everybody. This is Tiki Young of Connection Lifestyle.com, And I'm here at the Own Your Power Radio station having a good time and listening to good vibes.
2: Hello everyone out there in this wonderful world. This is
0: Angie Yarich-Pader from LHN Fan Medical Aesthetics. And I'm hanging out here with
1: Simone, whom I've I've known for so many years, at Own Your Power Radio Station, where everything exciting happens.
2: Own Your Power Radio. Real soul and hip-hop. Just the way you like it.
3: Welcome back to the Own Your Power Lifestyle Show. I'm Coach Simone Kelly in the living room with Herman Dubois, and today we're talking about how to beef up your collaborations if you're a nonprofit. So make some noise again, studio. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Nonprofits in the house. <laughs> we, we can make any show fun, right? So today uh, in the house, I want to welcome back again Donna Comrie, who is of Comrie Consulting. Comrie Consulting, and her business um, focuses um, a lot on assisting nonprofits with building up their business. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do?
1: So essentially, you just explained it, but um, (laughs) I do work with nonprofits as well as charter schools in reference to um, developing uh, your capacity, uh, looking at how you manage. And then most importantly for most places is grant writing.
3: Okay, Yes. I hear that's one of the hardest things. Well, not one of them, but one Well, them.
1: developing the narrative, you know, okay. really s- speaking to what the organization wants. And sometimes they think they just pay you and you come back with this kind of magical proposal. But you really have to know, you know, a lot more about the program to make sure that it really represents what your goals and aims are. Okay. Makes a difference.
3: All right. And then welcome to the show, Keisha. Thank you very Comer much. Comer of um, Seventeen. And you are the CEO of Seventeen? I am. So tell us what Seventeen is all about.
5: Um, Seventeen LLC is a music uh, studio and art gallery. We have display space, and we also have performance space for musicians and artists. We provide all of our services right now free of charge. So that's basically basically what we do. Oh, well, say that last part again, The free of charge? Most of our services are free of charge. We take donations, but... So we have acting classes, we have gallery space. If we have a local artist that displays original artwork in the gallery space and has a reception, they do have gallery fees, but they're minimal.
3: Okay. All right. And uh, Carolyn Lourdes, you want to tell us about uh, your company? Sure. Safe Outlet?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Safe Outlet is a faith-based transitional domicile that caters to victims and children of domestic violence and exploitation, which is a big problem right now in Miami-Dade County. Um, Basically, since we are not yet settled in our transitional home, what we do is a lot of community outreach and advocacy, raising awareness about the issue amongst teenagers, college students, and whoever else, adults, and so forth.
3: And what gave you the idea to create your business?
0: I'm a survivor. In 2004, near-death experience took me to a facility called Safe, Safe Space. Okay. And my um, transition there, I stayed there about three months, which was, well, is an emergency shelter. Oh, my goodness. Um, I was able to get $1,500 from the state to relocate. When I looked, $1,500 was not enough money. So um, I was kind of stuck between a hard ball and a rock. And the first thing came to mind was to go back to the abuser, you know. Mm. Um, But God wouldn't let it, you know, play out that way. I transitioned to the Lotus House, stayed there for another month and a half. I was able to raise enough money to then transition and get my own place. Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a great story.
2: Mm.
0: And it's, it's, it's usually powerful, like when you talk
3: about narrative. Um, Donna, that you actually have a story of why you created th- th- this.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And it resonates with the people who are them oh, giving you found, you know, money to support your mission. Mm-hmm. Um, versus if you just kind of, oh, I'm just doing this because this is something I think is fun, and you're moving on to something else. Right. Mm-hmm. That I connection think. is strong.
3: So Herman, you you work in nonprofits. What what made you? Why do you want to do this topic so 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 urgently? Because I know this is something you said is, is needed. And what's I, I think that
4: there's a really gross misunderstanding about what nonprofits are about in terms of um, the business model um, how folks uh, can be successful um, you have a lot of nonprofits that are being set up nowadays um, uh, because people just look at it as a charity mm-hmm. um, and and that that could cause type of feeling but um, I think that there's a with with access to funding being limited and being reduced and more and more people competing for that funding. Right. Um, Not to say that one cause is better than the next, but if you're going to run a nonprofit, uh, you absolutely need a strong business background in every aspect Um, as if you were going into the private sector. And I just think that um, there are a lot of good causes out there that don't get the opportunity to really make the impact that they can make because people don't have the business Mm -hmm. savvy or knowledge uh, to keep it afloat. You can have right. a great cause and you can have some local, you know, folks want to support you, but it's going to take more than that to really, you know, move the needle, so to speak, in terms of making a dent in whatever community or whatever population you're trying to serve.
3: Right, right. Good point. That's true. So um, as far as the whole point of this 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 actual discussion is really talking about beefing up your collaboration. So what does what's the import- importance of having a really good network, Donna? And, and we'll ask everybody, but I want you to speak on that.
1: Well, the network is essential because you really can't do any functions of a business by yourself. I mean, when you're going to serve a population of people, it becomes much larger than you usually the day you start. Um, And you're not an expert. In most of the things. Mm-hmm. So um, you may not have run a business before. Uh, the filing in and of itself will probably requires some outside s- some support. Uh, coming up with your board members. All the things that you really need to kind of motivate or move the needle forward, as you mentioned, um, really have to be researched and organized so that you present a polished you know organization to other people and people want to get services from you versus if you're always late and you're always unorganized people don't trust you and they're trusting you with a great amount of information um, when they come to you in a non right
3: so have you guys have any issues with as far as uh, building up your network definitely. What's, what's been definitely my,
5: my issue is very plain and simple i started my business um at a, at a pretty tough time in my life and um I decided that I just needed to put all of my irons in the fire. I was not starting my business from an organized Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. I was actually with my two sons living in my Chevy Tahoe and I was like, I've got to do something. I've got to do something. So I knew how to do hair and I started doing hair in a very small place paying like $500 rent a month. And I was like, okay, I've had a a license to do hair and I've worked in other salons, but on my own, I had never done it. Mm -hmm. So basically my businesses both started from me just wanting to do what I'm doing. Mm
2: -hmm.
5: And then, I'm sorry, then I had to go back and organize, which has been tough. Um, Also, one of my, my not-for-profit arm is in an area that's underserved, but it's also in an area where they're not aware that they need my services. So there is, there. Is, but when I say that, I mean that it's needed and it's, nobody's doing it. So I'm basically pioneering an effort, but now it's teaching people what I do and how valuable it is to them. Right. So it becomes, um, it comes to a point where my energy, it's divided. And so networking and collaborations, if I go out, I'm members of the Economic Development Council and the Palmetto Bay Business, whatever. And if I go to these meetings and spend two hours there and I come away without any type of collaboration or any type of networking that's gonna bring uh benefit to my business, I can't do it. So it's becoming to it's coming to the point where it's not worth me really going doing the networking that's in my area. And then if I come out and do networking in other areas, the the first thing I get, even you know, Carolyn today you go, Oh, you're way down there. I don't go there. <laughs> you know, so it's been different Difficult for me to figure out how to strategize getting those collaborations without expending too much energy because I need my energy to focus on what I'm actually Mm -hmm. trying to accomplish with my business. So that's my issue.
1: So this is something that happens to everyone. I mean, no matter what kind of business you are opening, these are the pressures that you're going to be under. Um, I would recommend the, the best way to kind of figure out what best practices are or is go to other organizations. You have to give in order to receive. Mm-hmm. So I hear a lot of people running nonprofits say, "Well, nobody ever gives anything to us." And they, it's like, wait a minute. What have you? You have to have an exchange. You have to offer something so that you can get something in return. And sometimes that return then needs to be put in writing so that you always feel like it's even. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't, ha- if you don't have an idea of what is it that you want, you can't say, "Well, they didn't give me a thousand dollars." You didn't ask for a thousand dollars. People are not just going to make up you know, a plan for you, you have to say, this is my strategy, and this is how I'm going to get there. Um, And it's not always that you're going to get money right away. You know, you have to build those networks. People have to have trust that when I give you $50, what am I I going to see? And $50 may not be a lot, but for your organization, that's where it starts. So think about what do I give in order to receive anything?
4: And to your point about what you give, you know, most nonprofits are service-related businesses. And it's very difficult at times to put a market value mm-hmm. on service. And one of the lessons I've learned in, in my experience has been if you don't raise the bar for your service, if you mm-hmm. don't establish the market value for it, more often than not, it's going to be lowballed. balled um, And you have to be able to justify uh, the price that you're putting on whatever service it is. Right. Uh, For your clientele just like you would in the private sector if you're going to open up a boutique store and You're thinking about wow this area doesn't have any really nice boutique, you know clothing stores for women It would be it would do really well here But then you look at your demographic group in that area who can't afford those clothes in that (laughs) store It's not a good idea Now what you might do is go to a local nonprofit that is established and says what well, I understand you have a population that could potentially benefit from my services mm-hmm. and so you work out a contract. Sounds with, like a barter deal. With that.
5: It
1: is. Right. And I've made those
5: that's deals. What it is. I've made those deals. Honestly. And that's why I asked the question in a way, because I did that research, at least for the gallery, I definitely did the research um for the demographics. But I found that people just don't keep their end of the bargain. I've had organizations come and say, Okay, we'd like to use the space. For that we'll offer this or that. I open up my space. They use the space. And then when it's time for them to return on the investment that I've made, I can't find them. They're not answering oh the phone. No emails, Even when it Next costs, week, two more weeks. And then you the have cash. to chase. I have to chase them down. And my point was mm-hmm. earlier, that is energy I could have used to do a second art class or, you know, I don't need to spend that time doing that if I'm not going to have the return on the investment of time and energy. Not necessarily Money because I can you know use this lend the space, Mm -hmm. but I need these collaborations to work when I make. But
4: like uh, like any other like any other business transaction, and Mm -hmm. whether you call it a contract in the nonprofit world, a lot of times it's an MOU, which is a memorandum of understanding, Mm -hmm. which takes the same place of a contract. Mm Memorandum of agreement, you establish your terms. If there's going to be a transaction in terms of finances, is it a payment schedule? Is there a part, part, part payment up front? You know, you, you work all those terms out. Not to say that you're going to be 100% proof of having to be conflict free, but once you've been burned a few times, you have to rearrange yeah. how you're going to do business with folks, even in the charity world.
3: Did you have that agreement in writing?
5: Yes.
1: The other thing is you put the value in writing. Right, so then when they don't end up with their end of the bargain, then you invoice them, right? Because then it's not an exchange anymore. Right. Now you have to pay for the facility, right? And that usually motivates people to do their end. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not foolproof, but you really have to start thinking about this strategically. And then you may say, well, in, in your case, you have space, which is you know valuable like truly that's valuable all, yeah. so you say you put down a deposit and once i receive the thing in return then you get your money back you know just but think about different ways um that you really could reap the benefits for things that you really offer
4: and then i also look at sort of when you think about service and you think about i mean the fact that you have a facility that's a, that's a leg up on a lot of organizations yes. right. because that's a dream for a nonprofit to have their own facility um whether they're renting it or they own it um, you need to figure out how you can leverage that with maybe other organizations that are looking for space. Maybe they don't have the same services that you're offering and maybe that's good and maybe that's not. Obviously, you want to be selective, but you need to generate traffic you need to generate this sort of like one-stop shop of multiple services maybe someone's doing mental health counseling maybe someone is doing health and wellness maybe someone is doing you know a beautification project who knows but you know you, you think about bringing in different groups that maybe will all work with the same population but on Mondays and Wednesdays you've got these services on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and now you've got this sort of busyness going on which can allow you to market it which can allow you to get some press coverage which can allow you to report to donors this is what we're doing already with minimal resources With your monies, we can expand, and you strategically grow incrementally your operation, even if it started off with other groups who have nothing to do with what your interests are, Uh but you're generating the business.
5: But this is what we're doing. This is why we have the different classes, and those are different, like you said, different organizations that we're coming together to use the space. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking at when, when I look at networking, it's coming out of that space, maybe spending some time, travel time, spending some time talking to other organizations. And it, that energy and that time, because I don't have staff, well, not you know, not a major staff. Say, so if I'm coming out and I'm leaving, I'm saying, okay, I'm going to shut down for this two hours. Mm-hmm. I want to know that it's going to be worth me doing. And I don't expect every time I go to a networking event to come away with a donor or come away with a, right, you know, right, with, right. With, a, with a contract. But certainly I want to be more strategic in mm-hmm. which ones. I can't go to everyone because, you know, I have to be there in my business. Well, I've you? I've had difficulty picking. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I, I was going to suggest when you just said I don't have staff, um, couldn't you get like a volunteer or somebody that can represent you in a sense? where
5: Oh, to go out? Yeah. <laughs> I could. Or we, vice versa. <laughs> or, or vice fight. versa,
3: hold, somebody that yeah. holds down the fort while you go out because that could be one of the biggest issues. and. I think you should have been on our control freak show. I'm, I'm funny No, like, no, <laughs> no we a show called, "Hey no. control freak. Learn you how know to delegate. <laughs> I'm, I'm being real with
5: you. Like, and maybe, maybe it's just happening with me. Maybe it's just something that's no. there. May, because I do get people, I get the promises, the promises, the commissioners oh, and the representatives that are going to do this. And they're going to be everything for me. And they love the idea and they love this. And then a Nothing year later, happens. it's like,
1: who are you?
3: Oh,
5: wow. Right. Yeah.
1: So let me also say this. Um, it also becomes, um, it behooves you to brand yourself, right. right, so that when people say they're going to do something, they actually become invested in your organization. Okay. So I've seen a lot of things happen, and this might not be the case for you. You'll have someone come in who says, I'm going to volunteer. And you think, oh, great, I can give you five hours a week, so they'll come in maybe two few, few hours. And when they come, there's nothing prepared for them. And then people get discouraged. You know, so it's like even though someone's saying I will give to you, now you have to organize how you're going to receive that information, how you're going to really catapult that into something that you can see and you can feel. Because sometimes they hear a good idea, <coughs> they want to give you support, but they really don't know how they're going to give you support. So you also have to kind of help them organize how the support will be given and how much and before people either become overwhelmed or no longer interested.
4: And, and just to, to piggyback on, on that, um, you know, the volunteer experience is usually incredibly phenomenal when, the, as you said, the position and the function is structured to the point where they feel that their time is so well spent that when they leave, they absolutely know that they're coming back because there's more work to be done. But oftentimes when we think of using a volunteer workforce, we just look at it as free labor, and we don't put the time into really thinking about what specific functions. I don't care if this woman is serving as a receptionist for me, but did I craft the position? Did mm-hmm. I sit? Did I interview them? Did I develop a job description? Even though it's a volunteer role, it's even and more then important. Be able, mm-hmm. and, and, and then tap into. It, usually, a good volunteer has some peers that are also willing to be right. volunteers. Usually, not all the time. <laughs> but but like of, I said,
5: maybe it's maybe it's the area. I don't know. I, I, it's, no, it's, it's not no. It's not easy. It could this is be. Not yeah, this because, is not going to happen overnight. You because know? I have done that, and they're excited for a very little while, and then. They're well, not the question anymore.
4: has to be: Well, what kind of time commitment can you give me? Is it a one-time community service project mm-hmm. where we're doing a beautification house on a house, and you're coming out for an afternoon, or are you looking to make? a long-term commitment Uh where I can count on you once a week. You have to have those very real discussions, set expectations high, and then kind of work from there and find a middle ground where you guys can be. And that's just on a volunteer basis. I have found tremendous success going to the universities and getting students who need to intern because they're actually thinking about a career path. And whether it's for-profit or non-profit, you can cut across every industry that's needed and find someone. So you need somebody who can help you with marketing because I don't have a marketing background. I'm going to go to the university and find some hungry undergrad student who's trying to you know, come on the scene and has all these great marketing ideas, looking for a platform to utilize them. And we're going to sit down and we're going to discuss a marketing strategy. They're going to create it. I'm going to say what I like, what I don't like, and we're going to rock with it in exchange for them being able to put me into their portfolio and me being able to receive the services that... I don't have because I don't have that skill set and that's mm-hmm. just one area. So Some
3: of them can get college credit too.
4: Possibly. Who knows? Or, but, but but it's really seeking out intentionally what your needs are to help you run your business since you're a one woman show and then trying to find where you can get those services.
5: Keisha's
3: head's exploding.
5: <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm like, <laughs> I'm listening but yeah. yet, you know, valid points and you're all points that I've addressed yeah. and even with people that are salaried that I will sacrifice, I will pay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're here at eleven thirty for a ten o'clock meeting. Oh, All right. This is these are the things goodness. So that's why I said maybe it's the area. Maybe there's something wow. I'm doing. You know, I've like I said, I've contracted with people, organizations that come utilize the space. They wanna utilize the space and then the next thing they don't wanna keep their end of the barter.
1: So this is what I would suggest just from what you're describing mm-hmm. today. It may be a situation where you have to step away and kind of rejuvenate yourself. Yeah. Because the energy that you think nobody's gonna do anything now. They're not, right? Because you you have to motivate yourself to have people feel like I'm a part of something that's going to keep
4: moving. And on that note, we're going to wrap uh, and come back in a moment. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to get back into how we motivate others to serve our needs in the nonprofit sector. So let's just take a pause.
3: Keep it locked on Own Your Power Radio.
6: cause I'm trying to get you alone, alone, alone you alone, alone, alone Shawty, we've been flirting all night And once we outside, I'm all for you around right? Cause I'm trying to get you alone, alone, alone You alone, alone, alone Twinkle, twinkle, little star Over there standing by the farm Would you mind if I came to And when I look at the way your booty poke out of that dress Nah, nah, girl, don't try to hide it I'm on my way over there, stand right beside I it I wanna know how you, how you doing What's your name? What's your name? Girl, chemistry we share so insane Girl, you know what's happening Me and you just laughing Plus my phone and got so put your number on this napkin Shawty, we've been sipping on And I didn't have girl. get up out this club Cause I'm trying to get You around. Cause I'm tryna get Alone, alone, alone Alone, alone, alone Beautiful, gorgeous I ain't tryna buy your time, I can't afford it What I'm tryna do is paint a pretty portrait Me and you a chariot ride with horses I done came a long way from my and, forces. Yeah. and as a man I understand we can't force it no. But if I walk you outside where the Porsche is I'm trying to take you back home to my fortress Woman take my hand, tell me what's your name Good as chemistry we share's off the chain Tell me what you think, you and I have been laughing Baby girl I'm asking for a night of passion Shawty oh. we been tripping And I done had enough let get up out this club Cause I'm trying to get Once we outside, I'm all for you because 'Cause I'm trying to get you alone, 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 alone. All that I'm thinking, all I'm thinking, how can we get alone, alone, just you and me, baby, alone, alone, just alone, you and I. Once I get you, I'ma kiss you, I'ma touch you 'cause you're softer than some tissue. When you leave me, I'ma miss you. Gotta get you alone.
2: You
4: and I, girl. This segment was brought to
5: you by Constant Contact. Learn how to grow your business with the Constant Contact Toolkit. Sign up today by texting OYP to two two eight two eight. That's OYP to two two eight two eight to register for the mailing list. Once you're a customer, Coach Simone will contact you and set up your complimentary training on marketing strategies and branding for your email campaigns. Once again, it's constant contact
4: where you can connect, inform, and grow.
3: Welcome back to the On Power Lifestyle Show. And today we're talking about beefing up your collaborations with your nonprofit, and uh, we, we're getting a lot, a lot of information here, huh? And I don't want anybody to get discouraged because it is hard out there, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> but you know, what would you? What words of, of advice would you give to finish giving to um, Keisha? Because I know I think she's sometimes going you have to take a step
1: back, mm-hmm. right, yeah. and just start to evaluate. Okay, what things do I do that really work for me? And what are some things that I do that don't work so that I can find the people that fill in that void for me? Right? So you talked about an example where, you know, when you go out, you don't really feel like it's worth it. So maybe that's where you bring someone else who comes in at that point and says, okay, this is what the program is about. When you go out, this is what we're looking for. And this is what I'd like you to get. Um, so that you're not doing things that, you know, don't really fit into what you think helps the organization grow. But, you know, these things are still needed. Um, even talking about getting an intern or, you know, even if they're not timely, that may not be their forte because that's one of the things that you described. Um, getting them to do other things. They may be someone who does your social media and they can do that all online. So time doesn't really isn't the issue. But you really are going to have to let go, share some of you, the wisdom that you've created so far with other people, and then being able to let them slowly move into some of the other areas um, that will be most helpful to you. And
4: if I and if I can add also, um, I think that... Uh, <clears throat> You know, you get to a point when you think about collaborations and partnerships, um, you're spending a lot of energy, you said, going out to different uh, potential events to find folks to collaborate with. Um, but try to flip the tables. Are there people coming to you to say, how can I collaborate with you? And if, and if that's a, a real honest question that you have to be able to ask yourself, um, maybe you're not really ready. To collaborate with others Because you still need to refine What is it you're offering And be able to do it well Even if it's something extremely You know A simple service That it's You mentioned doing here. So maybe like That's your specialty And maybe you work with You know A group of young ladies And who are part of Another organization That does self empowerment And mentoring But you're coming in Once a week To do hair care treatment And makeovers And you build your craft And you build your reputation And you build What your model is Which means that You've got to be willing To take the criticisms, Mm -hmm. take the constructive feedback, Mm -hmm. go back in the fire, refine it, come back out. And maybe you've done that. Maybe I don't, maybe you've had an external group look at it where now you can (laughs) say, now this model that I have is ready to sort of be launched because now people have to know about it because you can have a, there are some incredible organizations doing incredible work and no one knows about it because they haven't figured out how to get their word out. So they're running around going to events and networking as well. Funding is not an issue, partnership, but they're trying to get people to learn about what they they do, do and they haven't figured out the best way to get that so there's there's so many areas it sounds like you've got the compassion you've got the heart and, and you probably got the product that is this service you just haven't kind of brought it all together in a way where you gotta have people coming to you saying i heard about you in palmetto all the way to i drove all the way to palmetto because <laughs> i had to come see it for myself because we need what you do in our underserved area can you replicate your model
3: mm-hmm. uh uh-huh. Franchise. Do they call it that? in nonprofit? Don't get crazy.
4: You're crossing over. I'm quiet
5: because, uh, you know, I've had that. Yeah. I'll give you a prime example. I have the space, which the space is available. Um, we have certain nights that are open nights that are available for classes or meetup groups. We've tried those different things. And I've had uh, people come and say, hey, I want to utilize your space. I'm a promoter. I want to do, you know, a, a class on history. Or poetry night or whatever that's fine. let's write a contract, and this will be your night. you're going to have to promote it, obviously, get the people in, but we'll serve you with mm-hmm. the space, whatever you need in the space.
2: Mm.
5: Two shows, one show, and I can't it's too much. Uh, they didn't pass out flyers they did, they
4: weren't successful they weren't successful,
5: the and then it becomes my uh you know issue because they're not successful because not not because their lack of commitment. They see it as possibly my business and what we did or did not contribute. But if All I'm right. if I'm saying up front, this is what I like. You, well, I'm naming my services. You may have the space or you can use the equipment, and that's our agreement. You can't walk away with a lack of commitment. And I think that right now the maybe it's the generation. Like I said, maybe it's the area because a lot of people lack that commitment and that fi- fire and the integrity yeah. to maintain uh, what's in the contract.
0: Have you ever thought of doing a, um, a- like a, a campaign to talk about to talk about your organization and you know to draw you know people's interests to the business? Yes. Oh, we're yeah. actually in the middle of one right now. The Increase the Peace
5: campaign, that's what we're doing. Where we uh present again free to the community, mm-hmm. where we have artists, musicians, everything is live. Yeah, we right. also offer for vendors either free space or Very, you know, minimal cost space. And everybody can come out, participate. They can also see the venue, talk to us about it, get information. So that's one of our campaigns.
4: Yeah, I'm going to keep saying, you know, space is is an asset. I think it's just about you and you're on the right track by being able to offer the space as a a venue for a variety of things. They just haven't found the right group that's going to really capture how to use that space um the non profit experience that I have has predominantly been working in education and predominantly working with young people and um I don't know if there's a school in your area that's within close walking distance or what have you, but I would immediately look at trying to speak to some schools have after-school coordinators. Sometimes there's there's third-party organizations that are doing programming at the school, but they would love an off-campus site where they've got resources to say, listen, we're going to pay you rent you know, five days a week for our Monday through Friday after-school program from 2 to 6 p.m. And it may not cover all of your needs, but now you've got somewhere to start. And then maybe you've got an adult program for those parents of those kids who are now coming in from six to eight with childcare going on in once and now you're teaching mothers – how to take care of their daughter's hair because you see the need. And you're talking about parents that are within that community, parents that don't have access to go to other salons or go to beauty schools or and to learn, and I'm using hair because you brought up hair may not even be that, but mm-hmm. you understand what I'm getting at? <laughs> I do definitely you know, and, understand that. And maybe it's not the most you know appealing or the most, uh, uh, when you think of like promotions and parties, maybe. but that's not the point. The point is you have a space and, this, and your service and is availability.
5: I don't mean to sound like we're not successful. I've been there three years. On my own, Um, Judson Wright runs the uh, Black Box Theater, and he does improvisational acting on Mondays. Great guy, but he's committed to what he's doing, and he's bringing people to the space Mm -hmm. and doing exactly what my vision is. People through that improv are... Finding confidence, finding their voice, being able to speak up where they wouldn't be able. So it's affecting the the part of my heart in the organization and it's bringing business to my space. We have successful ventures. But what I meant specifically networking, going out or trying to collaborate, I need that energy that I spend there to really benefit me because I need to make sure that all my energy is focused either on the business or whatever's going to bring something to the business.
3: I want to switch gears here because we we have a little bit of time left, um, oh, I'm sorry. and talk a little bit about fun. Don't be sorry. That's what oh, the okay. whole point you're here for. <laughs> don't be sorry don't um, <laughs> about fundraising. Um Do you, have you guys ever done any sort of fundraising? Yes. Events. Yeah. What What have you done, Cal?
0: Um, we celebrated our fifth year anniversary. We did a he say she say the truth behind closed doors, where we did not put domestic violence, because for some odd reason, whenever you're doing an event and you put domestic violence, people don't show up. Oh, wow. So you have to be very strategic and okay. very creative. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, a tough, it, it's
4: a tough subject matter yeah, to, 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 to support, and whether yeah. you're going through it or you're a victim or you're a witness to it, it's not an easy subject for a lot of folks to, to address or to be in an open space where they feel comfortable. Right,
0: right, right. right. But so long as people don't talk about the issue, guess what's going to happen? It's going to continue. It's yeah, going to continue. Yeah. You know, and so for the most part, I think Safe Outlet has garnered a great deal of support, you know, from the community. The thing is that getting people, keeping them motivated, keeping their interest sparked mm-hmm. is the, is where the difficulty and, and comes in. And you need money to help do that. Exactly. So what
3: would be something you want to ask Donna as far as like some...
0: Well, um, one of the questions um, I would like to ask, Donna, because one of the goals for Safe Outlet is really to acquire a facility where we can actually provide transitional home for the, the victims that comes in through our doors. And, you know, to ask somebody for $750,000 these <laughs> days, it's like, huh? Mm-hmm. You know? And so myself, uh, my board member, and some of other supporters that we have, we try to come together collectively to try to mastermind and try to figure out how can we, you know, what can we do? And one of the 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 uh, responses I've gotten was to launch a national campaign. I don't know how good that would, you know, be or how well it would serve us. But what do you think?
1: Um, I'm. Not familiar with, you know, going through the approach that it does national, launching a national campaign. I'm not a marketer. Okay. Um, but in terms of just really galvanizing the energy that you have and turning it into dollars, mm-hmm. um, it really is about doing your homework, you know, doing your research. Uh, in, in, in the case of both of you, going to organizations that um, offer free training, right? So right. it is really a process of educating yourself so that you know exactly what you're looking for. I think grant writing would be a, a perfect niche for you, even though you may not get, a, get support for a building. Right. You would get support for your staff, right. um, materials and supplies. Normally, that's what you, where you start. Mm-hmm. And then once you start to get some of the smaller funders, the bigger funders come. Right. But it has to be a strategy. You have to think about what are the things we need at a very basic level. Until we get that building, what services will we provide until we can start getting the partnerships that turn into dollars?
4: And fundraising, if I may add, I think that a lot of times folks think of, uh, they don't think creatively enough about fundraising. You know, grant writing is key, but it's only one One. way to raise money. And even in grant writing, there's Government, there's writing for government grants, there's federal grants, there's state grants, there's local grants, there's county grants. Then you've got private sector grants, you've got foundation grants, you've got individual donors, you've got right. special events that you do. And right. you're talking about a campaign, the campaign is great to raise awareness, but you know you can have a lot of people know about the issue and not one of them give a dollar and you're still in the same situation that you were before you started the campaign. So to your point, be very intentional about doing your homework, and creating strategies. And and, and and you look at different strategies and what is the return on that investment to the point about the time you spend. And then right. also look at you got to create certain goals. Sometimes you can have a fundraising strategy that's five years out. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, year one is... You're not raising a penny. You're, you're establishing the partnerships brand, and the collaborations. Right? Your brand, your business model. If your ultimate goal is to have a facility, research current places that are doing that. Find out who are their are they predominantly government funded facilities? Mm-hmm. Is, is there a developer who has a special niche for doing private sector development for that type of cause? Um, in your case, there are. I'm sure there are other folks in the country who have nonprofits that are doing. Who's sponsoring them? I think,
5: too, uh, uh, fundraising, yes, but collaborations for me sometimes can just be um, a namesake. You know, if I partner with somebody who already has been doing what I'm doing, they have the years, uh, you know, behind them. Having my name attached to theirs now gives me a little more credibility. So, like, for example, we have a partnership with the Frost Museum of Science for, for this month. That's great for me. It's not bringing dollars in, but... To have the Museum of Science partner with me doing an art project, that's great to me. Yeah. And that's an so sometimes it's where, just for that of your
4: energy, because you've however brokered that partnership for whatever reason it was done in the month that it was done. Hopefully, the Frost Museum is hosting a series of events. Mm-hmm. You or somebody representing your company right. needs to be at every event in the hope that the the, the partnership continues. They see your right, level right. of investment and it grows from there. So there's going to be Definitely. some time put in, which you obviously right. you have already, but it's, that's a strategic investment in going to something versus just, well, let me go to a chamber meeting and hope that, <laughs> right. you know. hope
3: I get a donor. Let yeah. me also <laughs> say this. Um,
1: you really should join, um, even if it's in an advisory com- com, um, capacity, uh, anything going on in your city because those are great opportunities right. to hear about um, the local grants that are doing. It. Right now I write for uh, the city of Hollywood, um, a grant writer, a grant writer in their police department, and you hear about all the other CRAs and things that are coming along so Mm -hmm. that if you just went to a meeting, you would be completely aware of all the opportunities that are there for you, Mm -hmm. Um, and not just in terms of grants but in terms of opportunities. So Mm -hmm. you talked about, you know, you would probably be a part of um, housing, the housing authority and the initiatives, and hear about what they have to offer. And then you would hear about the partnerships that they do with other organizations. You really should be on a board of another nonprofit, So that you can see what the best practices are and how, you know, how they've become successful. I spent six years on the board
0: of a nonprofit. Excellent. Uh, um, I was a volunteer chair. As a matter of fact, that was the same um, facility that I went through when I was on the run from my abuser. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. Um, And so when I finally got my 501c3 and I approached them after... Working my butt off for years on their board, you know, I did not get that warm reception that I envisioned that I would get. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of discouraging. Now, um, we're a partner with CVAC, which is over like a lot of the different domestic violence um, shelters and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And um, but they're down south. So I haven't been going down there as often as I should. But she's eyes, she's like
3: rolling her eyes. But look, that's a perfect example of how. <laughs>
4: Yeah. How if there's someone that you, at some point you need to follow up with, you need to coordinate right. where you're going to set that appointment up and be able to coincide, maybe making a stop to Hartford. Right. That's have, what I was going to say. Or I maybe would tie like to it offer my... to when you're having an event going on. I would on offer so you that
5: do a fundraiser at my facility, and then Look there's your that. down south. Or before
4: you even do the fundraiser befriend you gotta do you gotta check out the facility. Go, right. go right. when there's an event right. when there's an, right. event, when there's an right. event going right. on. It's one thing right. to right. Right. see the space empty. It's another thing to see the activity and the traffic going on. So you coordinate. Well, when's your next event going on? That's going to be something you want me to come see. Try to schedule the meeting for the person you need to see maybe early in the day so you're down there already.
0: Right, right, right. Makes and
4: then bring sense. a friend and say, hey, let's go out to this event. And
3: Absolutely. at the same
4: time, you're networking, you're, you're checking out the space, you're checking out the area.
3: Well, I, I just want to say there's no coincidence about how things always Turn out and and I want to congratulate these ladies for jumping on the opportunity because I posted on Facebook, hey anybody have a nonprofit that wants to get free coaching on on the air and right away they both jumped on it. Um, shout out to Flo because she she jumped yeah. on it from for you mm-hmm. and um, thank you Flo. I, a lot of people didn't follow instructions. I said inbox me <laughs> if you'd like to be on the show. <laughs> I people like, yeah I would like to do it like you know? <laughs> So I want to you know that's another part of I think networking and collaborating is really putting yourself out there and yeah, and, right. and making the effort to to try to get. To help and connect and connect with people. So I wanna congratulate you guys and thank you for, for being on the show um for that. But we have a part of the show that we talk about on every single show, which is about Me Time. And we ask everybody what did you do for Me Time? Uh and nice. you know and it could be anything. And me time doesn't mean with your family or your boyfriend or husband or whatever. Um Donna, what'd you do? You always um, doing something so
1: I ran this weekend. Okay. So I entered the Wings for Life race, uh, which is for uh, people who can't—we run for people who can't—and oh. uh, now all the proceeds go to um, spinal cord research. Nice. Yes. Is that the
3: picture that's on Facebook when you look like you're about to, you know, do a Rambo on somebody? No, that was like two weeks picture? before. But this, <laughs> oh. was this weekend, it was oh, God yeah. Sunday. All her friends are making fun of her because <laughs> she looks like so intense, like she's about to kick some ass. All
5: right, um, what did you do, Keisha? Anything? I don't really know what that is. We have to work on that. Yeah. It's a time <laughs> when you disconnect
4: from the rest of the world. Oh, and everything is that? Going, and just yeah, find this does. time to people, meditate, people. to pray, yeah. to do what well, well. she's it's a, it's a concept that she promotes that people oh, need to do that okay. in order to maintain that balance in their life.
3: She's been booking a Reiki session with me for the last right. year and a half. I so. didn't, yeah. And even
4: that technically wouldn't be me time because it's supposed to be literally be by yourself. But you could start that, with that because I think dope. it'll get you to a mindset lunch, that when dope. you finish, it'll help you to maybe you know just be at a different place. So
5: I ate a salad. So that's,
3: that doesn't count. Does that, no, All right, we're going to work on scheduling that interview. Right. Yeah, yeah. and I, I really highly recommend you get somebody that that goes out and networks for you.
5: Yes, I think that's. I think best. that'll be helpful. Yeah. We'll, are we'll you talk. saying that because you don't want to talk to me?
3: What are you talking about? <laughs> You're I need to get someone.
5: No. Else. No. no. <laughs> you don't come. I didn't mean like Anybody that. but you. <laughs>
3: But you know, because because I see that you really want to, you really want to stay and hold down the fort, but you need to either get somebody that you can train. I mean, Donna, correct me if I'm wrong. I
0: think it would be helpful. I'm just saying.
5: No, I think yeah. it definitely would if I can find that person. Yeah. That's all. all right,
0: you will. Hopefully, I will. Well, for me, time I started reading this book called Divine Encounter by Rod Parsley, okay. and so I shut everything down this okay. weekend, with the exception of Saturday, of course. I had to go to the Hard Rock and watch the um oh the fight, the fight, okay, but um the, the play. <laughs> the play, right? Um, but yeah, reading Divine Encounter. Okay. Mm-hmm. What'd you do, Herman? Any?
4: I am in dire need of uh, me time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, life has consumed me quite a bit, where I've not been able to allocate some me time. So we'll see what happens. You know uh, better. <laughs> No yeah. more
3: kayaking. No more. Hey, oh, uh,
4: well, the water's been was, was bad. Oh, I mean, you can't bad. just go okay. out on the water anytime. It's not like a boat, you know. It's yeah, that's kind of scary. So you gotta be smart about that. Uh, and yourself.
3: I got reiki, and I consider reiki.
4: You did ta- self reiki? <laughs>
3: no, somebody did it on me.
4: Someone um, did it on you. That sounds so nasty
3: to see. You know what's crazy is <laughs> that <laughs> when I say it like that, I get
4: chastised, but if she says <laughs> she it like goes, that. Reiki,
3: reiki, that's reiki. The whole team. I have recordings of you doing it, so. Anyway, um, yeah, I actually had one of our members, shout out to Georgiana, uh, give and take member. Um, she, she gave me Reiki on, on um, barter. So, mm. yeah, I love I love. Relaxing. What's the correct
4: term? Is it I gave Reiki, I performed Reiki, well, I, I, I executed got it, Reiki? So, I mean, but what, what, is, what is the actual term for a Reiki? I, I, is it a Reikiologist? <laughs> what, what do they do? They so rake people? Do they rake people? Wait, or what, what? We
3: don't usually, I, I never really used it. Anymore. All right, oh, no, never mind. we'll Yeah, we got to wrap up. All right, we're going to talk about Reiki forever. All right, mm-hmm. so um, I want to really um, want you guys to go around the room and kind of share how can people reach you? you should,
4: organization here, here, about your, about your organization? Find out more
3: about your Website, just give us the okay. website. and
0: Okay, Safe Outlet's website is www.safeoutletfla.org and our contact number is 305-771-5481. And one thing that you really need right now for your business. What I need right now, I need a marketing person. Okay.
4: Okay.
0: Right. Truly. Um, they-
5: my business is 17 LLC, and you can reach us at 786-222-4705. It's 17thevibe17thevibe at gmail.com. That's the best way to reach us, and we also need marketing. I do need um, volunteers to help do art installations. And to help us volunteer for some of the teaching positions for the classes for the kids.
3: Wonderful. Oh, what kind yeah. of class? teaching?
5: Okay. Um, we have a basic, basic art class. And then tonight is jam session where we bring the senior musicians. And I don't mean that in age. People who have been doing okay. music, playing live instrumentation for years. And we bring in younger generation that are just starting to play. And they jam out together. So they, there is instruction, but it's a little more informal. Wonderful. But we do need the formal instructors. Okay,
1: oh, that's good nice. to know. Uh, Donna Cumry, you can reach me at Cumry Consulting. Uh, that's CumryConsult.com, C O M R I E, Consult dot com.
3: And one thing you want? Yes. <laughs> one thing. One thing,
1: Donna. Um, one. You yeah, keep it business. I want. <laughs> No, I really can't think of I mean business is going I'm well. Thinking. So oh. but I, I really want to um help other organizations get to a place where they feel comfortable. You know, and you feel empowered to then help the people that you, you aim to serve.
0: Well we certainly need to talk.
1: <laughs> then we will. <laughs> All,
0: right, All right, man. All Thank
1: you, right.
5: Simone, well it's been so an amazing
3: thing. Well thanks for being here. And Thank I you. I hope that we the people listening took good notes and will reach out to you guys and also um you know, put a lot of the tips in action because I mean, you, we we shared a lot today, so we need to do a whole show on fundraising. I think that's a whole yeah. other topic. That's and we awesome. do. Have, I
5: do have a GoFundMe also the for seventeen. Sorry, Just, uh, I forgot to say. What's that the earlier. website? It's GoFundMe com oh, slash the 17, seventeen the gallery.
3: Seventeen the gallery. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. So help help them out, guys. All right. So, Herman. Any last words? Negative. Okay. Well, thanks again for being um, here. And we want to give a special, special, special thanks to the Onya Power team who makes this show possible. We got yep. Chris yep. in the house.
4: Welcome back. Ooh.
3: Cuban Jamaican. Yeah. And we got Big uh, Mike Easy. Sorry, yeah. his, his name is Mike Easy, but I want to call him Big Mike, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're combining the names. Right. Um, and I also want to welcome, um, we have a new, did I tell you about my new intern?
4: Uh, I read about it.
3: Okay, yeah. We have a new intern that's starting um, her name is Stephanie and uh, she's actually scooped her up in Starbucks, believe it or not. Alright, well keep it locked on Own Your Power Radio for more exciting shows.
4: Uh-huh. Remember, anything you <laughs> want is attainable. Own your power. Own your power.